0: Welcome to the Dealing with Goliath podcast. The mission of Dealing with Goliath is to sharpen the psychological edge in negotiation, ethical influencing and high impact conversations for business leaders who want to be more effective under pressure, uncover hidden value and build greater connection, all while increasing profitability. With expert guests across the business spectrum, we, del- we deliver gems of wisdom, delving into their methods, their thinking and approach to business, to life, and to problem solving. This is the short form espresso shot of Insight podcast interview to boost business performance using our five questions in 15 minutes format. So my guest today is Steven Goldberg. And Steven helps companies hire the right people for the right job, providing coaching and managing employee performance for owners of small businesses so they can free themselves to work on development projects. He provides training on leadership and teamwork to first-time managers and those who've never had formal training on leadership and management before. As a result, employees can collaborate, work autonomously and contribute to continuous improvement initiatives. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Great to have you on. Thank you, Al. Pleasure to be here. Great stuff. Great stuff. So let's get let's get straight into it. So sure. who is your ideal client and what's their biggest challenge?
1: Well, the ideal client for me is a small, medium sized business owner. I usually go by number of employees. So usually from 10 to 150 employees. Uh, once you start having 10 people to manage, it starts getting more complex uh perhaps you might put in a another manager or supervisor, or you may still be managing those ten people yourself and it becomes cumbersome and difficult to do your work and stay on track of what everybody else is doing. So I like to do in that range. And as of course the business grows, it becomes more complex, and that's when you need to start adding some managers. Uh, team leaders to take over the range of specific departments.
0: Excellent, excellent. What well, what well, we, we discussed a little bit in, in your little biography intro there, but what's uh, some of those big challenges that your clients face?
1: <clears throat> well, I think as companies uh, f- uh, phase up uh, their size or the scale up, rather, um, they you know go from could be a solo entrepreneur or maybe a few co-founders to, like I mentioned before, having more employees. And, you know, that's part of the things. I I look at business management as two funnels. Uh, One is managing processes, and that would include um even the finances part, because, you know, managing your cash flow and, and your profits, your inventory, your services is one area that you need to be proficient in. But you also need to manage people and make sure that the two are aligned, that your processes and your people are aligned together. And so usually the process part, you can solve those problems uh easier to some extent because it's more logical and defined whereas the people side is more difficult there's a lot of hidden factors like emotions thoughts motivations all these soft skill things that are harder to determine where the issues may be and what solution to bring
0: very good and that's fascinating that you talk about it. I love that breakdown between the process and the people because, as you said, it sounds like you're working with a lot of people who are obviously good at what they're doing uh, to yeah. use the e myth term you know they're they're often technician entrepreneurs they're good at the actual the the key product or service the value that the business adds. but as you said, with that success comes complexity as you're adding people, you're adding adding that complexity. So when people are dealing with that, as you said, they're, they're starting to scale up a little bit. They're adding more people because the business are coming in, it's required. So what are some of those common mistakes that your clients make when they're trying to solve that problem, when they're growing, but maybe they don't quite know what they should be doing? So what are some of those problems? And what are, sorry, I should say, what are some of those mistakes that they make when trying to scale up?
1: Well, it's kind of like the... Uh... Mighty Mouse uh, or Superman <laughs> syndrome is where the business owner thinks he can do everything himself and, um you know, keeps doing the job that should be assigned or delegated to maybe a manager or a key employee. And so if you're doing what you need to be do- doing to Um, you know, uh, create the strategy for the business, act on opportunities, avoid threats, Uh, you know, the whole strategic thinking part. If you're not putting enough attention into that and you're doing things that other people should be doing, that's a common problem that a lot of entrepreneurs don't overcome and could really impede the growth and threaten the uh long term survival of the business, so you need to give up doing what other people should be and can be doing. Give up that power and control through 8%. I guess we can call it delegation, but delegation a there.
0: but it's very hard because, as you said, a lot of these people come from either a solo entrepreneurship or a partnership or something very small where they're used to grabbing the reins. They're used to having to do wear a whole series of different hats. Yeah, And it, it, it's a big change to some suddenly go, oh, no, no, that's you. That's for you. That's now your responsibility. Yeah. Um, so what, what is one sort of valuable free action that the audience can implement that will help them at that issue? So it mightn't solve the problem, but at least point them in the right direction. What would you suggest that they do, that they look at?
1: Well, they need to uh, understand themselves because what I'm describing in terms of giving up control, it's really, you know, there's a word for that. I mentioned before briefly, it's delegation. And there's lots of articles, lots of books, lots of videos. I have many on delegation and you could turn delegation into a process, you know, step one or recipe, step one, step two, step three. But it doesn't always turn out the same for everybody following the same recipe. And why? It's because you're not just adding ingredients outside of you into the bowl and mixing it. You're part of that ingredient. So, how you act and behave is really related to your leadership style, which is linked to who you are as a person. And so understanding yourself and gaining that self-knowledge of what makes you unique and drives a certain leadership style will also affect how you apply the recipe for delegation, let's say. Without that knowledge, you may fail at applying that recipe because you don't understand Internally, what's holding you back from being good at that skill, let's say.
0: Right, right.
1: So that's a really valuable thing is to get to know and understand yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, your key motivation, your key fear. And that is what we integrate into actually our leadership and team development training. Um, it's an exercise in knowing yourself and others. So it's like a discovery exercise. And I'm actually launching um in the new year that's coming, a free workshop uh Excellent. which will teach people their type of person and how that affects their leadership style or teamwork. Excellent. And uh I'll provide a link where people can register for those or sign up to be on the list for that those uh, workshops. We'll so I'll probably do one a month, there. yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, that's excellent. I mean, you, you've answered kind of the next question is one valuable <laughs> free resource, which is the, the workshop. So that sounds superb because, you know, I have to say that it's something that I see with a lot of clients is particularly it, this is across all sorts of businesses, whether it's small businesses or even in large corporations or law firms, financial services, you name it. Yeah, and I, you see it all the way up, but particularly at that almost partner level in a law firm, it's the same problem that you're talking about, which is that people aren't delegating and they're not delegating, uh, because they don't, they don't fully trust the other people to do the job as they would do it. You know, mm-hmm. they, they have these issues right. where they think, Oh, well, it's faster than I do it. But what they don't realize is they're often working 60, 80, even 90 or 100 hour weeks. And what you look at when you find these people, you can probably relate to this, is that you actually discover they're doing 100 percent of their own job, their own work, and 10 percent of that person's job and 20 percent of that person uh, and 10 percent of that person. So do it, they're doing 140 percent of their job. And some of their colleagues are doing only 8% of their job because they're not giving them that work. They're not delegating. So it's, it's absolutely huge. And it's also, uh, I've found it's also a, a very much a bone of contention for the, the staff member. Do you know what I mean? Because they're not being able to do their job. They're not feeling they're contributing enough, enough. being trusted to grow, to make a few of those mistakes along the way in a safe way. Uh, and then, and to grow, so it's it's a it's a lose lose lose. It's not a win win win. Yeah, you know?
1: it's a cascading effect. You know, if exactly. you're the business owner, and and you're engaging what you just described with your managers. Well, they learn that from their boss, and then they do the same thing with their employees. So you hinder, you you create that blockage because you're not executing your leadership well it cascades down into the company. And um, so this is a big problem that the business owner, like uh, I've often approached companies, small businesses to work with them. And they point to one of their employees as the problem. Well, can you fix Bob? (laughs) I'm
0: sure you've experienced that.
1: And yeah, I can fix Bob, but I never tell them that I also got to fix you. (laughs) (laughs) is you're the problem not bob and you know i i just published while you were speaking i was thinking of a a recent video i just published um called the win-win agreement and if we go back to aligning people and processes so this is a, a way to um engage people in an agreement of performance commitments so you set up front with let's say a direct report or a manager, and you actually have them write the performance commitments based on where you explain you want the company to be going, like your your strategy your thinking right and then they come up with their performance commitments to support that, and then oh, you awesome. provide i mean yeah and then you provide if you're the boss the support commitments. But again, you know, you could follow this process, this recipe, but if you don't look at what can hold you back from following through with this, because there has to be following, follow through, right. um, then, uh, it's going to fall to waste. It's going to fall by the wayside, which, you know, so many things, uh, do in terms of trying to learn some better management or leadership techniques. If you go to the library, the bookstore, and walk through, and I used to do this all the time. I haven't done it for quite a while. Uh But go to, I used to love to do this when I was traveling. I'd go to a big bookstore, and uh, they had many more back then, and go to the self-development, the leadership section, and look at all the, the latest books. And I used to love learning about myself and leadership. And you look at all these books that exist and these articles are written every day YouTube videos and yet we're filled with a world where there's a lack of good leadership
0: absolutely you know
1: and if it was so easy just to read a book and follow the recipe we wouldn't be in this so many of the dire situations we're in in this world we would have solved a lot of our organizational and people problems. So going back to ourselves, we need to look at well, what is my way of approaching thing based on my type, my inborn strengths and weaknesses, and what do I need to do to overcome the weak you know, the main weakness of my type? And, you know, find a way to apply all these learnings um, without myself
0: standing in the way, it, it sounds like a hugely valuable workshop. Because, as you say, it's it starts with the attitude, the interest to take that leap. Because there needs to be a little bit of bravery and humility to say that you don't know everything, you know, and that we want to learn. But it, it, it's that continual balance, and a lot for a lot of people, like don't get that balance right between between task versus people. And the modern workplace, you know, we fall on the task because it's clearer as to what the goals are. It's clearer that you get it over the line and all these other sort of questions. But as you said, often a lot of the managers I work with fall into that trap of they get the job over the line, but they don't take the people with them, which creates that situation where the old saying, you know, people join companies, but they leave managers, which is a sad truth because you're literally not using the resources available to you.
1: That's a good point you brought up because a lot of you know companies um maybe it's shifting but have favor hiring doers rather than um you know relationship types uh and you know some people like in my workshop on the types of people um you learn about the six classic types and which is your classic type. Right. And there's really three that are relationship types and three that are doer types. And the key is to understand how to learn from, if you're a doer type, like I'm a doer type. So I need to learn some of the qualities of my closest related relationship type. So I can incorporate that in my interactions with people. And then when I'm delegating, uh, I can be more balanced in my approach because now I have that knowledge and that understanding of where my key weakness is and how that affects the people I'm working with and why I may not delegate properly or, you know, take things back because they're not doing it fast enough or if they're not doing it in the way that i want them to do it you know it sounds
0: like you're really uh highlighting people's blind spots that they don't realize they're doing absolutely there's a huge value i mean
1: when i learned this it was a huge aha moment because i was revealed my blind spot and i finally realized what i needed to work on at my core at the essence of being able to progress as a leader as a manager and without that i would be you know imprisoned by that weakness right. um, to a certain oh, degree of
0: course. I, I love it because it it's it's it it echoes a lot of the stuff i do with the negotiation where again negotiation it's about relationship versus uh, the outcome the, i.e. the task at hand yeah. and a lot of very domineering people are all about the task this is the outcome i want and don't care about the relationship and overly accommodating people are the opposite they're all about the relationship but they won't get the thing that they need for their side so it's just very interesting parallels there it's it's all the similar similar language mm-hmm. so just on the last question there Stephen. so yeah. what's one question i should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience. Well, where do they go to sign up for my (laughs) workshop? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, very good. Yeah, we could certainly send, uh, we'll certainly be sending on the the information. Yeah. Besides that, uh, what's
1: one question you should have asked? What, what,
0: what one question that would come to mind, that often comes to mind, is can you really learn this stuff, or is it kind of more in, in, intuitive? Can everybody could learn gain it. this insight and apply it, I think? is that.
1: that yeah, one? you could absolutely learn it. Um, the way we teach this know-yourself approach, I mean, what's become very common are psychometric assessments, Uh, like, you know, I guess the most famous is the Myers-Briggs. There's many that are out on the market. I I actually market one uh, from Wiley called the PXT Select. It's a great tool uh, that I use mainly uh, for my clients when they're hiring uh, because uh, somehow they forget about it when it comes time to coaching people. Right. It's a great coaching tool as well. But the approach that we take with our self knowledge types of people is through a participative interactive exercise. So I'm going to be doing that over zoom with breakout rooms and it's something new. I've, you know, done it in live workshops and it's been highly effective. Um, in, um, helping people not only understand themselves better, but understand their team better too and easily recall um the qualities of each person associated with their type and their weakness so they could actually start mutually coaching each other. And this could be for team members as well. Uh, so I found that to be highly practical the way we teach it versus somebody filling out a questionnaire, and then getting a report. And what are you going to do, carry around everybody's reports with you? Oh, you're this type with so many letters, like the Myers-Briggs, you have all these. And yeah. oh, yeah, let me remember your qualities. Whereas with the approach we use, it's um, easily, much easier to recall the qualities associated with each classic type. And we actually use animals, too. So animals are easier to, uh, oh, he's this animal. There's only three animals.
0: Interesting. I like that. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it's just a way to uh, get the process going.
0: Um, It sounds like a fascinating workshop. I might dip in myself, actually, and have a a look at that. That'll be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite excited about that. And that'll be going on uh, in January and February, will
1: it? Uh, The first one is uh, scheduled for
0: January 24th. Okay. Okay, very good. And where can people reach out and find you, Stephen? I'll have some links, obviously, beneath this uh, episode, both on YouTube and on on
1: my uh, website, uh, obviously, uh, but also on YouTube. So I publish a weekly video on YouTube for the last uh, probably eight, nine years. So I have quite a few videos on Uh, YouTube. just, I just cover say a the name of, of your website and your YouTube channel there. So just search my name, Stephen Goldberg, okay. um, and you'll. You sh- I should come up. Um, and there's all kinds of tips on leadership, team development, managing employee performance, hiring, and selection. And I also make available uh, free tools that people can download. So things like a job description template, simple mm. ones. A goal setting form, uh, a year in review and year planning ahead, a PowerPoint workbook, Um, tools like that, uh, uh, you know, a training needs analysis worksheet. So a lot of really, and there's a video or an article to go along with it that people can sign up and download for free and get access to. So that's another free resource that I offer people.
0: Excellent. Well, that's super stuff. Thank you. And we'll, we'll link, uh, to plenty of those resources, certainly your website and your YouTube channel. But if you want to search for Stephen and that huge amount of resources, I've looked at some of your videos in the past and they were excellent. Uh, just Stephen Goldberg, type it into YouTube and you'll find him and his, his dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of this, case, hundreds of videos and yeah, resources. Hundreds, yeah. Excellent stuff. So thank you so much, Stephen. Thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been a nice discussion and hopefully it brought some value to people.
0: I'm sure it did. Thanks, Stephen. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks.